Hello, welcome to the Fantasy Sanctuary. We are live. We're doing a live Dynasty Startup mock draft. We're going to go super flex, tight and premium. I've got 12 guys in the draft, ready to go. Let's kick things off. So uh, for those of you who don't know, super flex, it basically means there's one flex position where you can start a quarterback. I'm expecting to see quarterbacks fly early. Um I've done quite a few startups so far this year, and um, yeah, basically quarterbacks are the first six picks. We've got a few people live in the chat joining us. What's up, Fantasy Football Garage? 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 Oh, we're going to have an, a timeout on the first pick. That is, that's not what we want to see, but hopefully we lined up with a few others. <laughs> and Justin Jefferson goes with the 101. Okay, hopefully... That'll be the only uh, non-live pick and we can get things moving here. For me, I keep getting asked, where, where, do, you, where do you want to draft in, a, in an ideal situation um, if you get your choice of pick? And, and my answer is always the same. In any Superflex draft, I want to draft as late as possible where I can get an elite quarterback. And for me, that's either two or eight. Two being that I'm getting either Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or eight being that I'm getting one of my elite tier, which is the top seven quarterbacks and Justin Jefferson. So for those of you who are very astute, you will have spotted that this is a third round reversal. I'm now on the clock. So we've seen Justin Jefferson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow go. I'm going to go with my QB4 overall. I think his rushing upside is elite, and I think the contract and, and the way the team are building around him. So I'm going to go Lamar Jackson here with the 106. It'll be interesting to see where the quarterback run ends. I think probably the biggest discrepancy I've seen in startups over the past probably month or two is the, the almost second and third tier of quarterbacks. We see this top six, potentially top seven or eight, fly off the board really fast. But it's then, do we get to see the likes of, you know, Kyler, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, the rookies? Are they going to go early in the second? Do they start to fall to the third or fourth along with the likes of Daniel Jones? And I think that that quarterback strategy almost sets you up in terms of what you're doing for the rest of your draft. I think you almost need to, from a strategic standpoint, build around those quarterbacks and, and your approach to how you're starting it is almost dictated by that. Almost like back in the day in redraft, we talked about, you know, Tom talks a lot in best ball, that, that one QB, the, the running back position dictates your strategies, whether you're going zero RB, hero RB. That's almost what we're looking at in terms of dynasty superflex startups. So we're coming back around just, just at the end of the, the first round here. We've seen 10 quarterbacks go in the first 12 picks, which is, Pretty mad. Um, interesting to see Anthony Richardson go there in the first. That's, that's quite a bold pick. Uh, I've not seen him go that high, but I mean, we all know the upsides are absolutely there. Um, Bijan going at the 112. That's That's been a fairly consistent pick. I've seen quite a lot of people at the back end doubling up, um, going sort of Bijan, maybe CD Lamb, something like that. And almost avoiding the quarterback position, it sort of ties you in because you get that early third round pick with the third round reversal. You can afford <clears throat> to risk it at quarterback slightly. So we've got Bijan and Christian McCaffrey at the end of the the 
um, first round and start of the second round. So it'll be interesting to see what Duke's going to do here. Is he going to double tap at quarterback? Are we going to reach into that second tier? No, he's going to go with CD Lamb. For me here now, I'm starting to think about who, who I've got coming up. Um, the guys at the top of my board, I'm looking at Deshaun Watson, I'm looking at AJ Brown, I'm looking at Dak Prescott, and then I'm sort of reaching down into my second and third tier wide receiver of Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, people like that. Um, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be very interesting to see whether we see some more quarterbacks go in the next few picks or whether we start to reach and look at those wide receivers. Also, don't forget, it's a tight end premium. We could even see a tight end... Uh, Go, go slightly earlier. So we've got a few comments in the uh, in the chat. If you're not joining us, make sure you're diving in. Give us a comment. Um, so I've seen Anthony Richardson go by pick 12, 14. Not too surprised yet. I've, I've seen him go sort of mid-second, I'd say. So that's the earliest I've seen. I, I, don't, I don't hate it. I think there's absolutely the value there and the upside is there. But, um, but yeah, a little bit earlier than I've seen. Uh, and then Ryan's asking, uh, do our guys ever do a listener league startups? Uh, it's not something we've we've talked about. I know Tom's going to do an awful lot of, of best ball drafts. Maybe I'll uh, I'll look to do a, a sanctuary startup uh, sometime soon for sure. Uh, so for me, we've seen a little bit of a run on some different positions. The first tight end off the board. Um, I'm going to double tap the quarterback position. I think Dak Prescott. I'd take him at the back end of the first, quite frankly. And I think that if I can set myself up with two elite quarterbacks, I know that I've pretty much got a position of advantage over everybody else in my league. Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, both under 30, both tied up long-term with contracts. I think that I can now start to build out the rest of my team, knowing that I've got two elite quarterbacks that are going to give me that advantage week in, week out. We see Cole Pitts go as the, the second quarter, uh, tight end off the board. Interesting, my tight end one still sat on the board. Nobody's taken him. I think that's uh, it's interesting to see that I don't think there's a consensus tight end one this year. I think that there's a lot of talk about, you know, if you want to be aggressive, it's still Kelsey. Cole Pitts has obviously got the upside that made him the tight end one last year. But for me, I think Mark Andrews is the kind of the best in between those two. Um, I'd love it if Mark Andrews could make it to me in the third. It'd be a nice little stat to have with Lamar. Um, we see some more quarterbacks go off the board with Bryce Young. Uh, I have to say this is the most quarterbacks I've seen go early. Um, it's interesting that I think once you've added the, the rookies into these startups, we're seeing so many more quarterbacks go. Um, if you want to be aggressive and go kind of to a zero QB strategy, It'll be interesting to see how long it takes somebody before they're going to get their third quarterback and, and whether you can risk it and just be comfortable getting the, you know, 18th, 19th, 20th best starting quarterbacks and, and go volume at the position. So that's a nice start there for Duke. I do like that. He's gone Anthony Richardson, CeeDee Lamb, Daniel Jones. We've got that elite rushing upside from both of his starting quarterbacks. Uh, Seat Lamb's obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of his biggest fans. I like that. Jeremiah's gone wide receiver, wide receiver build with Jamal Chase and AJ Brown. Is he going to tap another receiver here? or He's gone quarterback with CJ Stroud. I wonder how much the worry of, of missing out and not getting a quarterback, coming back to him in the fourth uh, play to him, reaching for CJ Stroud there. We see... Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson off the board. Um, it, it'd be interesting to see what's what's coming up to me here. 
I'm looking at the board. I'm probably going to be going best player available. That's how I always draft in startups. It doesn't matter what what situation it is, what the league format is. I'm always going to go best player available. It's just the way that I will always play. Draft for talent, trade for need. Um, I talked about Mark Andrews hopefully making it to me in the third. I'm tempted, but there's one guy that I'm going to, going to take here. It's Chris Olave. I think that he showed in his rookie season what he could be. He's got an upgrade at quarterback. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think he could be someone we're talking about as a top three, four wide receiver, breaking into that truly elite tier as, as early as this season. So, yeah, really happy to grab him here. Uh, we see Joe Pepe's gone with three quarterbacks uh, with his first three picks. Interesting. Uh, Joe Barrow, Kyler Murray, Trey Lance could only have one starting quarterback by week one. But, uh, but yeah. The, the upside's there, the potential there is, is, is a really interesting start to the draft here. So we're going to start to see some more positions come off the board, I think, here. We'll start to see some running backs creep in, um, maybe start to see some more, uh, some of these wide receivers start to kick off before. I think it'll be interesting to see where the rest of these quarterbacks go. Are we going to see... You know, the likes of Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson be pushed up. Are they going to become third round picks because people are panicking and, and not wanting to miss out on the position? So we finish out the round with Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckland, Cooper Cup, Saquon Barkley. We've got that sort of elite running back. Those top six are now all off the board. There's a bit of a gap now between the next guys. So will be interesting to see if they continue to go. And then we got Najee Harris. That's... Uh, that's early for me, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm not the biggest Nigel believer, um, but, you know, go and get your guy. I've, I've got a lot of uh, faith in that. Uh, we then get DK Metcalf coming off the board and start the fourth. It's, it definitely feels like there's a tear break in terms of drafting from the middle of the third to that fourth. You know, we're talking about guys like Garrett Wilson, Amarison Brown, Chris Olave, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith. They're elite young wide receivers that you can build your core around. And then there's that massive teardrop where it's sort of aging players, the non-sexy players. And, and, it, and it feels like if you can perhaps move that early fourth up into a third, maybe that's a, a position you can do that. I talked about Mark Andrews last time round. I can't pass him up here. That's fantastic value. I get a nice little stack with Lamar. And, uh, and, yeah, with the Titan premium, we're drafting this as if it's a 0.5 premium. So, yeah, absolutely delighted to get that, that little stack there. Um, interesting, I, I get a lot of comments about people, you know, do you trade up, do you trade back? What, what are you doing there? Um, traditionally in a startup, I'm always looking to trade back. I think that you can recoup value. If I can move back within the first four or five rounds and pick, a, you know, an extra top, top 10 round pick a top 100 pick that's what i'm looking to do but it's got to be the good value i'm not just trading back just for the sake of it um i'm okay trading up but it's got to be someone that's fallen for me to trade up i don't like trading up just for the sake of it because i think you end up costing yourself you know basically hits at the cherry we're, we're not here saying that I'm an incredible drafter. I'm going to be, you know, it's not redraft where you can be so certain about the types of players you're drafting. I'm looking at this to say I want as much overall roster value as possible. 
now in a dynasty startup and then i'm going to try and build and create that that perfect starting lineup week in week out but it's all about overall roster value and i just think that by trading up you're giving up value every time you do it we've got a couple of people here in the comments um joe's taking some abuse lance goes soon but can't see him can't seem to trade for that value i agree i think trey lance is you know he's fascinating if if he's the starting quarterback whether that be for um san francisco or in another team then a, a mid third round pick and a start is incredible value but he could equally just be the backup in san francisco and spend the rest of his time sat there doing nothing so yeah it's, it's a very boom bust pick I, I don't hate it i don't love it it's just uh it's probably a little bit early for me to reach for it but i can absolutely see the upside and i know joe and i know that he's always swinging for upside so coming back to me in the fifth round here my best available players i've got on the board are our four quarterbacks i've got kenny pickett i've got geno smith aaron Rodgers, Derek carr um i'm gonna probably not i know i said earlier i'd go best player available I just think that with the positional value of those four guys, I can probably wait and get one of those the next time round. So I'm not going to take a quarterback thinking that I could at least get one quarterback, one of that four in the sixth. So I'm going to do something that I, I don't normally do. I'm going to slightly reach and, and take a running back. Uh, so I'm going to take Travis Etienne here. Pretty pleased. That's the, what are we talking, running back. So running back 12 off the board i'm quite happy there he's he's my running back eight in terms of my current ranking so yeah quite quite happy with the value feeling a little bit light at wide receiver i will be brutally honest um i normally try to build around quarterbacks wide receivers it's you know it's, I'm, I'm i'm not creating anything new there it's not anything that's uh groundbreaking that you guys probably don't already know in terms of superflex dynasty you're wanting those quarterbacks you're wanting those wide receivers um but the way the draft's fallen there's there's not been great value at wide receivers so far we've got 17 of you watching live yet we've only got five likes so help us out if you're watching live and you've not hit that like button sort it out uh we've got some I love that Tony Pollard pick, 512. I think that's incredible value for Tony Pollard right there. I was considering him between Travis Etienne. Um, I talked about four, the four tier, tier of four quarterbacks making it back to me. We see one of them go there with Aaron Rodgers. We've got five picks before my next pick. Hopefully one of those quarterbacks comes back. When I'm building a super flex roster, I'm always looking for a minimum of three starting quarterbacks and i just think that that's not necessarily i'm not looking to trade them i want three starting quarterbacks because if one player disappoints if one player gets injured or even just bye weeks i need that reliable starting play from at least two if not three quarterbacks so yeah most of my superflex teams have four starting quarterbacks but i'm very happy to go with three i've got the choice now between geno smith Derek carr other best play available, J.K. Dobbins, but I'm going to go Geno Smith. I think that that offense could be incredible. We've got two elite outside weapons with D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They add in Jackson Smith and Jigba. They add in Charbonnet, who could be an interesting receiving back. 
yeah, really excited about what that offence could be. They didn't add any competition in for Geno Smith, so I'm expecting him to be at least a two-year starter. And yeah, I think that it's 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 a bit of a um a, a catchphrase of mine now that I think quarterback age is the most overrated aspect of dynasty value. Uh we've got Fantasy Football Garage loving the Geno pick as well. Thank you very much. Um I think that when we're talking about players in dynasty everybody talks about two three year windows and it's you know if you're getting two years of production out of the running back position everybody's like yeah that's fantastic well geno smith for me is a sneaky value at the moment because we're talking about him being the starter guaranteed this year he's under contract next year unless something goes drastically wrong and the seahawks end up with a top two maybe three pick he's probably going to be the starter again next year well that's two years that he could be a you know borderline top 12 quarterback would you be shocked at that given his weapons so i'm really excited at the value that he's presenting right now in superflex drafts <coughs> we got the fancy wildcard jumping in gibbs at running back nine he's going to look like fifth in 12 months time I'm possibly, possibly. I'm not fully on board with that 100% yet. I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned about how that backfield's going to shake out. Um, he's also loving Geno Smith. Avoided bullets. Got two great weapons. Yeah, couldn't agree. His his value has just skyrocketed after the draft. As I was just saying, I think he's a fantastic value right now. So more quarterbacks flying off the board. We got Matt Stafford, Desmond Ritter. I think Desmond Ridd is another fascinating guy. You know, I think that Atlanta offense is going to take a step forward. I think Atlanta as a team are going to take a step forward. We've seen them throw resources at the defense in free agency. And I wouldn't be shocked if Desmond Ridder is competent. We, you know, he's got some potential rushing upside. He could be a, you know, he, he's not going to be Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson level rusher. But if he can add, you know, three, 400 yards, if he can add potentially some some rushing touchdowns he could be a you know a, a solid qb2 and if he plays well enough he could get the starting job into next year and beyond so yeah i think at, at this point i quite like the value of uh, of desmond ridder there love the god at value let's have a look i missed that pick uh yeah tight in six quite happy with that um i think that's decent value there um, some interesting draft strategies going on here. There's a, there's a few teams that are, are leaning, shall we say, slightly more win now. Um, a few teams that are, are going slightly younger. We see Dalton Kincaid joining a team with CJ Stroud, Jordan Addison, Jamal Chase. That's that's quite a young build there from Jeremiah. We've also then got the other end of the spectrum with Fantastics. So Josh Allen, Tua, and then he's got a, a you know potentially elite running back room, but but could potentially end up there in age in Austin Eckler. And then you've got Najee Harris, Devonta Smith, uh, DeAndre Swift, and then Michael Pittman is his wide receiver one. We've got Martin, lucky fancy guy. He's already got three quarterbacks. He then goes and grabs uh, Miles Sanders to go with Amaris St. Brown. For me right here, I'm looking at the board. I'm leaning wide receiver. My best available is Johan Dotson, but I know that his ADP is an awful lot lower. So, I think I'm going to go Deontay Johnson here, who's my next best available, and hope that Johan Dotson makes it back to me in the next round. And hopefully people I'm drafting with aren't watching live. Um, 
that's I think that's a a fairly interesting um, take that I don't think people do enough. I think when you're in a startup draft, when you're in a um, you know a, a, a dynasty situation, people are looking to draft banks, and I think that actually sometimes you can look at ADP. I know Tom talks about it in best ball. He'd rather draft with the ADP in front of him rather than his ranks because he knows his ranks but actually he's going to look at a draft board and say i'm not going to reach on this guy versus consensus because i think he can get it back to me in the next round that's what i've done there it's not worked out we've seen andy's taken john dotson two picks later which yeah it's, it's a bit annoying but i had john dotson the deontay johnson very close to each other i was happy to take the risk i think deontay johnson's got incredible upside potential this year um Ram Walcott absolutely agrees, thinks Deontay Johnson's wildly underrated. Um, and I think that they're, you know, the Steelers last year, let's not pretend, didn't score very many touchdowns through the air. But Kenny Pickett looked good. You know, Deontay Johnson, if you gave him his average touchdown expectation, which I think was about six, seven touchdowns, he's suddenly a fringe, you know, wide receiver one for a lot of the season and, and a solid wide receiver too. Now, this is a guy that we saw put up top 10 production 18 months ago. I wouldn't be shocked if Johnson, Jontae Johnson didn't get back there again. We've got Tom jumping in. Um, yeah, he he's talking about, you know, drafting off the ADP, as, as we said. Um, Ollie's diving in the comments. He's saying, where's the earliest she'd be willing to draft to her? Does it worry you much what one or two more hits could do to him? I think he's absolutely a concern. Um, I'd be happy taking him probably back end of the second, early third. Um, I'd need to double check the rankings off the top of my head, but that's about where I've got him. Yeah, it's a massive concern, but I guess you could argue that any player is one hit away from, from potentially ending their career, aren't they? And I think that he's now had an off season he should be okay and he should be solid and and can look to build from there so um let's just refresh my team so i've got lamar Dak prescott gino i'm looking wide receiver again i'm looking at my board um i've got brandon Ayuk as the best available i'm just going to plug him in here i think i wouldn't be surprised now if we see a bit of a focus from a lot of teams on wide receivers in terms of my best available i've got george pickens amari cooper calvin ridley um I think we'll see quite a few of those to go. We've still got a couple of teams. I know just one team that's only got one quarterback at the moment. Most have got two. We've got one, two, three, four teams have got three quarterbacks. So as you can see, this team one has waited on quarterback. Yes, they've got Aaron Rodgers, but they're probably going to struggle to find a second starting quarterback. And, and that's the key, you know, thing with superflex drafts as i was talking earlier if you wait on the position it can absolutely kill you and you know you're already looking at basically struggling to compete this year because you don't have that second quarterback but the rest of the team is win now you know Tyreek kill cooper cup saquon barkley Derek henry dalvin cook then they've not got much longevity in terms of the rest of their careers for fantasy but you're missing that second quarterback so you're probably going to have to go and swing a trade does that mean you, you kind of double, triple down in terms of you're, you're going to go and get, pay away a, a 24 first and, and hope that you can push it all in? I think that's a very risky strategy if you're 
spending future draft capital in a startup. It's not something I look, like to do. If anything, I'm more likely trying to accrue future draft capital just because I think that everybody comes out of a startup thinking that they're going to win it all. Chances are, you know, you've got an 8% chance of winning it. That's that's it. And I think that actually take the ego out of it, take the value, chances are the future draft capital is only going to rise in value. Um, so we're looking at the board now. I've kind of got a few guys that I'm looking at now in terms of my highest ranked. I've got four wide receivers that I know in terms of ADP are lo a lot lower. I'm not going to say their names because I know people are in the chat and uh, and watching live. So I'm going to wait. There's three wide receivers. I'm going to try and hope that one of them makes it back to me. I'm going to try and go and grab Aaron Jones right now. This is a little bit more aggressive in terms of a win now team than I like to build. I've gone two running backs in the first nine rounds. That is not something I traditionally do. I've got, you know, second contract wide receivers in terms of Johnson Johnson, Brandon Ayuk's coming up to his fifth year option. I've got second contract tight end. So yeah, this this is slightly more aggressive, slightly more win now than I like to do. But that's just how the, the tables fall. You know, that's how the player values fall. So as I talked about earlier, I'm always going to go best player available. And if that means I tilt towards slightly more win now, that's that's what I'm going to do. Um, fancy to get football garage. Love the strategy to try and push players you like back around when they don't match ADP. Greatest feeling when they make it back to your next pick. 100%. It's incredible. We talked about it earlier with Mark Andrews making it back to me in the fourth. I was absolutely delighted that. And then you see the flip side of it where John Dotson doesn't make it back to me. So, yeah, it's it swings and roundabouts. It's a risk. But I think for me, as I said earlier, we're looking to build a team that has the greatest overall roster value. And the best way to achieve that is not reaching on players and, and playing that ADP game slightly. So talked about the three wide receivers that hopefully one of them makes it back to me. Three of them are still on the board. Nobody else has taken them. So let's hopefully find out, see if anybody is uh, is going to grab one of those three in the next four picks. As we see, this is where we're starting to see, you know, a real tilt in the balance we've seen some very win now players mike evans darren waller alvin kamara come off the board but then some real youngsters jameson williams obviously got that suspension start of the year then Condre miller devon chain so yeah this is where you start to see teams probably tip with a hand one way or the other are they going more win now or are they going more rebuild i talked about the three wide receivers all three of them are still on the board so i'm going to grab mike williams here and hope that at least one of the other two who are lower in ADP make it back to me now. Because, again, although of these three wide receivers, Mike Williams is my lowest ranked, he's the highest in ADP, I feel like I've probably got a better chance of one of the other two making it back to me in the 11th. So I'm going Mike Williams. It's, it's kind of my thought process here. We see James Connor go to Martin. Um, I love James Connor in all formats at the moment. I think that... He's a screaming value. I've been trying to scream it from the rooftops as much as possible in the offseason. Arizona's an absolute tire fire. They don't have, you know, basically anything on offense but James Connor. So I wouldn't be shocked if uh, he's, you know, going to be an unsexy option. It's not going to be exciting, but I think he's just going to get the volume that, that he, he kind of basically relies on. One of the guys, one of my guys has gone. Uh, Gary's, he's, he's 
got my ranks. He's one of my patrons. He's taken Jalen Reed. That was one of my young wide receivers that I was hoping to get. As I said, I had him ranked ahead of Mike Williams, but I went Mike Williams just because I was trying to play the ADP game. You've seen again, this is where it doesn't, it hurts. You know, I've played it with John Dotson, didn't get it. I've played it with Jaden Reed, didn't get it. Hopefully, when you're in drafts, you're not in drafts with people that have got your ranks and know who you're talking about. So uh, you can you can play the game a little bit better. But yeah, that's that's the, you know, the coin toss of you win some, you lose some as such. So we're double tap on the tight end with Duke. Uh, so he's now gone Schultz, Laporta. We see some of these young wide receivers, some Marvin Mings, Rashi Rice, Mingo Go. Um, it'll be interesting. Jeremiah, is, as we talked about earlier, is building quite a young roster in terms of Chase, Addison, Stroud, Kincaid, Pierce, Mims. He's gone with another tight end in Njoku. Um, that's interesting. Interesting build there in terms of the, the, the double tight end. A little bit light on receiver when you consider Addison and Mims are, are obviously still young. Um, we're getting a bit of a tight end run here. So that's Schultz. Then two picks later, we got Laporta go and Joku Dolchic, um, another quarterback off the board. Martin, where are you going here? Please don't take my wide receiver that I'm hoping for. He doesn't. He continues the tight end run with Evan Ingram, and that means Elijah Moore makes it back to me in the eleventh round. So very happy with that value. I think. Look. A year ago, Elijah Moore was one of the hottest names in, you know, in Dynasty. Everybody couldn't get him enough. He has a bad year with a joke of a situation in terms of Zach Wilson and, and what the Jets were. And then everybody's suddenly off of him. I think that he could be, you know, the 1B option in Cleveland. And I think that that offense is going to take a step forward. We're already hearing rumors that it's going to be more pass heavy. Obviously, Kareem Hunt's gone. And I think that Elijah Moore could be a sneaky value a year after being, you know, one of the most hyped up players around. Um, Andy's saying, I'm trying to be good and not use your draft rankings. Thanks, Andy. Feels like sometimes you're not. Uh, but yeah, like like your team so far. So good stuff. Um, Ryan says, read through the rookie guide today. Great work. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that, Ryan. Um, if you're in the chat, make sure you hit that like. We've got 21 people live with us right now not enough likes give us that thumbs up and whilst you're here if you're not subscribed make sure you are we've got plenty more drafts coming over the next couple of weeks we've got best ball dynasty startup we've got some strategy stuff we're about to kick off our soft some overvalued undervalued vets for dynasty we've got a sophomore scrutiny series there's plenty more coming don't worry um jack's diving in with a question would you trade calvin ridley for javante williams on a one-year punt squad um I don't know what a one-year punt squad is, if I'm being honest. I'd rather Calvin Ridley. Um, I think if you're a rebuilding team, I could see the argument for Javante just because you're building for 2024. But I think what I'd probably rather do is have Calvin Ridley and sell him mid-season when I think his value is going to be even higher. So, yeah, don't 
don't quite understand the question if I'm being pretty honest, but um, yeah, I'd, uh, rebuilding team, he's clarified. Yeah, I'd rather Calvin Ridley. I think I'd take Calvin Ridley and I'd try and sell him mid-season. Um, I'm back on the clock here. I'm going to quickly grab this pick and I'll talk to you about it. So I'm going to Tyler Lockett. Again, continuing that run of wide receivers. I feel like I've got quite a nice balance in my receiver room of, of kind of win now, but also some youth. But Tyler Lockett, outproduces ADP every year. Yes, he's got another target competition, but this is a guy that we've seen him put up elite fancy numbers on 15, 16% target shares. I get that stack with Geno Smith as well. It's not something I'd go out of my way to try and do in Dynasty. It's not like best ball where I'm, I'm kind of, you know, as Tom talks about actively trying to do it. But if it happens, it's a nice little add-on just because when you get those boom weeks, particularly someone like Tyler Lockett, if you've got Lockett and Geno, that can be a, you know, a winning week if they both kind of hit at the same time. So some more running backs flying off the board here. We got a little bit of value. So uh, Alex Mattison, um, I think that's a really interesting pick there. We obviously see and heard all the talk about Dalvin Cook. They're going to release him apparently if they can't trade him. So I think Alexander Mattison could be a screaming value. You could probably see him jump four or five rounds in startup value. If he lands in a, if Davin Cook does go, so it's so, uh, probably a good good opportunity to grab him now um, before that value does fly up. Um, we've seen some more tight ends come off the board with Cole Komet. Um, also some young, you know, more running backs: Tajay Spears, Israel Abanakandia, um, and then Khalil Herbert. That hurt a little bit. I was hoping Khalil Herbert would make it to me in the 13th. So we're only going to go 15 rounds here. I appreciate most of your dynasty startups are probably 20, 25. 25 at least if not 30 rounds deep but just trying to keep it slightly light slightly uh um fresh as such rather than diving into much too too deep um i'm looking at best available players for me right now um i'm just gonna dive across have a look at quarterbacks so we've not really got any starting quarterbacks available um what i might do is just given the fact that there's at least one team that's only got one quarterback, I might look view this as almost a trading pick. If I'm going to go and draft Baker Mayfield, okay? Now, I'm expecting Baker Mayfield to start at least all year for the Tampa Bay Bucks, okay? That means that he's going to have some potential to be a replacement-level player for somebody this year. I think that I could get a second in a trade for Baker Mayfield. If you look at the players that are currently going around him in terms of rookies, we've got Josh Downs, Roshan Johnson, Tajay Spears, Izzy Abinakandia, um, Chase Brown's just gone to pick after him. Those guys are all kind of mid to late seconds, if not third round picks in terms of 2023 drafts. So what I've taken there is a quarterback that I probably don't need. He's probably never going to start for me. But I think that I can trade him for a second in season to somebody that's that's pretty desperate. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's not something that I normally am trying to do in terms of draft somebody that I'm kind of looking to trade down the line. But, um, but that just represents itself as value. So happy to go and grab that there. Um, just looking at the board now, so best available, we've got Elijah Mitchell still out there. We've got some interesting wide receivers. Um, I may just punt for complete upside here. 
I feel like I've got a nice solid score. I've got, you know, decent wide receiver room. I've got depth at quarterback. I've got an elite tight end. I've got a couple of starting running backs that I'm happy with. So I'm going to swing for the absolute moon. I'm going to go and take Michael Thomas. Now, based on my draft ranks, based on my values, that is a reach. It's not a reach versus ADP, but at this point, I feel like I'm pretty happy with my team. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. So let's swing for, you know, a home run. Let's absolutely smash it. If Michael Thomas hits, quits in, I could get, you know, a potentially elite receiver in the 14th round. If he doesn't, I've not really cost myself anything because a 14th round pick, you know, you're looking at some of the guys here. There's absolutely a chance some of the guys drafted in these rounds are never going to be fancy relevant. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy with the risk that Michael Thomas presents there. So pretty chiffed to, to grab him at that point. Um, coming around to my final pick, I, this is the point at which I'm almost I'd switch in terms of how I draft. So I, I talked about earlier, I don't tend to draft a lot of running backs early just because I think that their shelf life in Dynasty can fall off a cliff instantly. But I do draft volume. So if you're in a Dynasty start with me, you wouldn't be shocked to see me draft 10, 12 running backs on the bounce once we get to this point in the draft. So the way my team's structured, the way my team's looking here, this is the point at which I'm probably just going to smash a load of running backs in a row and just hope that I can cobble together some volume at the position. If I can get two, if I can get three, you know, competent weeks out of a running back, that's that's worth the pick. So, yeah, I, I tend to attack running back rather than with elite capital. I'll attack it with volume. So my best available, I'm looking at Elijah Mitchell here. Um, he's probably a, a standout. I've also got Rashad Penny, could be a, a sneaky little grab here. Um, but we'll see who Martin takes, and then uh, I'm sure he's probably going to take the guys that I want, and then I have to reach a bit deeper. He's making us wait. Oh, we're down to 10 seconds. Is he going to time out? every second of that 30. So I'm going to grab Elijah Mitchell. I think he's interesting. I think that people have forgotten perhaps how good he was. Um, yes, that backfield is absolutely Christian McCaffrey's, but let's not pretend that Christian McCaffrey is, you know, not getting up there in age. He's never had an injury. There is a potential that Christian McCaffrey could get injured. I think Elijah Mitchell's also got some potential to, to mix in with Christian McCaffrey. You know, the 49ers have got... Aims of winning the Super Bowl, so they're going to need to try and keep CMC healthy, try and keep him, you know, for that Super Bowl push. So I'm sure they'll sprinkle him some Elijah Mitchell, and, and he could absolutely be fancy relevant alongside McCaffrey. So let's review my team. I've gone Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Chris Olave in the third, Mark Andrews in the fourth, and then you know, did something I don't normally do, take an early running back, but I felt the value there with Travis Etienne. Um, then took Gino, then smashed out some running backs, uh, some wide receivers, sorry, with Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk. Got Aaron Jones as as kind of a, a win now running back in the ninth. Then some more wide receivers. We've got Mike Williams, Elijah Moore, Tyler Lockett. Took Baker Mayfield potentially just for, for kind of potential trade capital. Took a swing with Michael Thomas and then finished off with Elijah Mitchell. Um let us know in the comments below, is there any players there? Is there any picks that you particularly loved? Any that you thought is 
a bit of a reach. Um, happy, happy to hear your thoughts. Let us know who's got the best team. Um, if it's if it's not mine, let me know why. I'm intrigued to hear who you thought had a really good draft, who you thought had a bad one. Um, thank you so much for jumping in, guys. It's it's been a blast. Um, really enjoyed chatting it through. Really, thank you very much for the. 11 of people that jumped in the live draft couldn't have done it without you so remember if you're not liked subscribe make sure you do that now we will be back next week i'm starting some more strategy stuff we're going to look at some overvalued undervalued vets and of course tom will be back with another best ball live draft and some best ball content for you we will speak soon take care